CBS This Week. It's a Star Wars holiday special, followed by Flying High. <laughs> Only on CBS. We're watching. Coming to CBS this fall. Coming to CBS this fall. Wow. It's Flying High. All right. So, guys, welcome to the Star Destroyer episode Oh, the horror movie podcast. Yes, that's right. It is the final thing you're going to listen to, watch, whatever you do for Christmas season. This is it. And you're going to wrap it up with us on the Star Wars holiday special episode. Now, (laughs) we have broken a cardinal rule of our podcast, which is only theater release movies can be watched. I could not pass up such a golden opportunity to do the Star Wars Holiday Special. My guest today is Dave Plemons. Dave, welcome. <laughs> He's also a Wookiee, folks, and um, he actually start he actually starred as Lumpy in <laughs> he starred as Lumpy in this episode. Uh, uh, excuse me, in, excuse me, in the Star Wars Holiday Special. <coughs> he um, watched the first Star Wars, A New Hope, at the drive-in, the holiday. That's right, the holiday drive-in theater, Springfield, Springburg, Missouri. How close is it to the holiday lanes, where the holiday lanes was at? Totally opposite ends of Kearney Street. Oh, really? Yeah. But on Kearney? Yep. Yeah, this is like... Way a, east Kearney. It's, yeah, it's east of Glenstone, west yeah. of 65, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's between Kearney Street. Uh, I'm sorry, it's between Glenstone and uh, 65. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's on the north side there. Have you ever driven by it? It's just... It's just uh, Almost to the highway patrol office. It's just gra- grassland now, like there's nothing out there. Yeah. But Interesting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys 2000 was it ever out there? Yes. Right next door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you like how I went there next yeah, door. You're in the yes. right neighborhood. What a horrible place yeah. full of debauchery. <laughs> I spent some single. I will say this. I spent some some of my singles nights. <laughs> single Jack was Single Jack <laughs> went to Cowboys a couple times. Got to be honest with you. Can't lie. <laughs> <clears throat> I did not go to the holiday drive-in. Um I think maybe when I was really little we went to the, No, I know for a fact we did. Because we went to the drive-in and we saw Cobra, which was no, 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 or is it Viper? What's the name of that? It's a Stallone movie, and I remember the poster because he has some gun, Cobra, Cobra, right? And it has like a, a anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Anyway, that's my one trip to the drive-in. We went recently because Aurora has a uh, Aurora has a drive-in. We go to sometimes, right? Pretty cool. And this was this was way before the FM radio (laughs) tune to the dial (laughs) days. This was. This was the actual speaker attachment that you put, you know, hung it in the window or pulled up next to it and uh-huh. you could listen. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Good times. Great times. Parents exactly. bored to tears while yes. I was watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's it was what awesome. parents do. We, um, and like I said, we broke our, we broke a cardinal rule, but I think it's worth it because Star Wars, I mean, currently Rogue One is in theaters doing great at, at, at time of when we recorded this um it's coming out of a weekend and uh, coming out of rogue one's opening weekend and it is the second what is it it's the second uh highest grossing december release of all time of any movie and i think hmm. they said the 12th highest of all time wow that's pretty awesome 
I think is what really? I think that's what it said. Uh, wow. It's already broken yeah, its that. budget after just a few days. It's it was huge. on the internet, so it must be true. I think people were very skeptical of Rogue One, and I think that it's you know it shows that you don't have to have a Skywalker in a movie to um, make a Star Wars movie. It is yeah. an amazing testament to the longevity of this franchise. Yeah, it really is. And like you were saying before we start recording, it's a real testament to. You can come in and make a pile of nastiness. <laughs> Bantha fodder. Bantha fodder, if you will, like a Star Wars holiday special and still live to tell the tale. And folks, this is something that you would throw on somebody's porch at Halloween and light mm. on fire. <laughs> Much like Flying High. Which it they, really, really is. They both is. debuted the same week on um, CBS. But Jack, why don't you tell us what is the holiday special? I don't, we haven't really said what it is. Like, it is... Um, the best part about the holiday special is that it includes Harrison Ford, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, Mark Hamill is in it, Carrie Fisher's in it, Anthony. I mean, you go down the list. Everyone's in it except for Kenny Baker as R two D two. Alec and Obi Wan wasn't in but, it, but but Obi Wan was would have been dead technically at this this point. Yeah. If he you, if you called this canon, in the movie. No, yeah, he's a like <laughs> Sir Alec Guinness. So no, he. And then, um, I mean, but really, um, I this is not considered canon. But I was reading a little bit online that some of it kind of is because it's, Boba Fett makes his debut. Yeah, the, the, the problem is, is that there are parts of this movie that are referenced in canon oh. stories. So it's 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 a real mishap for yeah. them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And B. Arthur's in it. Um. Anyway, so. And then the, there's Maul. Oh gosh, she's then horrible. Then there's Maul. She's horrible. But let's make one thing clear up front: that this movie stinks worse than the inside of a tauntaun. Oh, and I thought the out- <laughs> and I thought the outside smelled bad. Um, so I just, I, I just know that, folks, you're in for a real treat here. Um, Dave, I'm so glad you came on Thank to you. do this. You may. I wished you hadn't after watching it with us. Well, you know, some things you have to live through it and survive in order to make you stronger. Oh. And, you know, this is one of of, those. In time of drought, (laughs) roots grow deeper. This is is one of those moments. I mean, yeah. Um, Yeah. We'll get over some goods in a bit. Because I I actually was able to glean some really good stuff out out of this. Phil, I didn't, I don't think I even said you were on with us. Producer Phil's with us today. Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. That's right. I mean, I'm not sorry you're here. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> you're again. I, I kind of am sorry. Again, that I'm you're here. sorry that you're here for this. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could not look. I, 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 I thought about this the other day and thought, you know, Star Wars Holiday Special, got to do it. And, and you know, folks, in all candor, this is available on YouTube for the viewing yes. of the entire I, Yes. Um, I program. shared the link on on Twitter. I shared the link because I really yeah, yeah. want people right. to see this. So, you, can, so yeah. you can watch it for free. And and if you haven't watched it yet, at the time of your listening to this, hit pause. We will st- we'll be waiting here here for you when yes. you're w- done watching it. Go watch the film. You will enjoy this episode a lot more having watched it. But yeah, it's available for free on YouTube because it was it aired live on television back in 1978. Never got aired again after that, and it never got released on home video. So, like literally, the only way that you can watch this movie is yeah. uh, these like bootleg copies that have been right. put out. On but the I will say this is that the. What well, the version we watch looks a lot better than the first version I saw. Of this thing was probably about five years ago on YouTube. Yeah, it was. Na- I mean, it just didn't look good. Yeah, like, it yeah. didn't look good. 
this version looked all right. It was yeah. watchable. Like it's it was, good. it was pretty good. But but uh, I mean, I'm sure that Jack would say that the HMP doesn't assume any liability, <laughs> risk, credit, or blame <laughs> for any emotional no, um, disturbances. Yeah, any scarring, <laughs> anything that happens um, during or after the viewing of this uh, movie um, in response. So this was my first time watching the movie. Was it your first? Yes, time? Yes, it was. And and Jack, the last, yeah, me too. Uh, but second, not the last. My second time. Yeah, it's your second time for you, Jack. Yeah, and it's been a while back since I watched it, so I knew what was going to happen. And I really watched it for the um, purposes of the Boba Fett thing because I really wanted to see that. Yeah. And honestly, for animation in 1978, it's not bad. No, you you had, yeah. you can't look at. Again, we we do this a lot in life right now, where we look at history through the prism of present day, and you go. I, uh, yeah, people. Like I said, I said this on the, um, I said this, I said this earlier about um, VCRs, and and I think it was, it was on the midweek episode talking about VCRs. I mean, they didn't even have home video, folks. Like when this thing came out, so anything that came on television, like the three big networks, and then at this time, I mean, Fox wasn't even a network, I don't think, technically, and so you had a couple little things here and there, but the three big networks were still the three big networks, so. This thing had viewers. I mean, it wasn't like sure. people didn't watch it. It wasn't Hanna Barbera, but it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad, and for what it was. But um, anyway, so without further ado, it's time for some deets. All right, so <laughs> the Star Wars Holiday <laughs> Special, starring top billing, goes to Harrison Ford as Han Solo. It, you, the second billing goes to Peter Mayhew, which is great, um, as Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew was supposed to be at Lebanon Megacon last year, and then he had to back out. He allegedly, I think, is going to be at VisionCon in Branson this year. I think is what I what I read. Cool. Which I like to see cool. him. I would, too. Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia Skywalker. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Um, Boba Fett as Don Franks as a voice. James Earl Jones' voice was used in this. Um, archived footage now Darth Vader gets some archived footage as well and that's played by David Prowse who always plays Darth Vader B. Arthur yes that's right that B. Arthur folks as Maud um, plays as, as Acma, Acmina um, Art Carney as uh, Trader Son, Son Dan who steals the show and then actually everyone Dion Dion Carroll is the one that really steals the show Folks, I don't know how I'm gonna, we're going to get around this whenever uh, Itchy, Grandpa Itchy, uh, gets his uh, gift from Trader. I, Trader. Find, I find the list of celebrities disturbing. Oh, uh, I find the... <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, Jefferson Starship is on this. Pretty awesome. But that kind of threw... That, that was, like, really weird to me. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing this list of... You're hearing this list of celebrities? Yeah. And all of a sudden, they threw out Jefferson Starship. I mean... Who's going to be next? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Exactly. I mean, you know, <laughs> the Jackson Five. <laughs> Harvey Corman plays three characters in this. Uh, Mickey Morton plays Mala. That's Chewbacca's wife, folks. Paul Gale as Itchy. That is Chewbacca's dad. Weird. Patty Maloney plays Lumpy, which he's <laughs> it, whatever, steals a show. And then you have Alec Guinness, Obi Wan, and some stock footage. And you also have a one uh, one cross up that's a problem for the timeline. Leslie Schofield plays Chief Meriden Meridiman Bost, 
and he actually died on the Death Star in the first movie. Yeah, oh. but so he appears in in the footage at the end, though, right? When they're like looking back on no, it. No, he appears. Oh, he's in the movie? When him and Darth Vader are walking, they go, We need to ch- search every village and every blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's there. Every settlement. Yes, yeah, Darth says, and he's there with him, and he died on the Death Star. So yeah. they used some Death Star footage from the first movie. Whatever. It's fine. Um, and then R2D2 was. That was a, a good catch, though. R2D2 as R2D2. Uh, because Candy Baker was like, uh, uh, I don't want to be in this movie. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. So yeah. anyway, there it is. Thanks, there it but is. No thanks. Um, R2 is played by the by the way. R2D2 was in this movie as R2D2, um, entirely radio controlled. In this movie, operated by Mick Garris, who was George Lucas's receptionist in his office. <laughs> Awesome. There you go. Um, By the way, Harrison Ford, I found an interview with Harrison, and uh, he was being asked about this holiday special, and he's just like shaking his head in in disdain, you know? And uh, and and he's he said what you know what what are your thoughts on that? And he refuses to ever talk about this thing that, that even existed. <laughs> I blame I'd him. say for him he, very embarrassing. Yeah, he he simply said in the interview, uh, it was a part of my contract. <laughs> and so like they nothing were, really says I can't even believe that I no. participated. Yeah, there's some good stuff. It was a part of my contract. The, the fact that Harrison. Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher are in this movie is only because it was a part of their contract. Otherwise, they would have never done There's it. There's no way. They would, you know? So stupid. Yeah. All right. So, um, man, Dave, I'm, I just want to apologize ahead of time here. <laughs> um, I, I think this may be the toughest thing I've ever asked anyone on the podcast to do. <laughs> I, I don't know how how you can encapsulate this in 30 seconds without pulling a Paul Huff and just <laughs> saying like a one word and then dropping your mic. But um, what do you think about trying to do a 30-second synopsis? You know, one can try. I have a watch. And I've, never te- been, I've never been afraid to try. I know. Well, not... Wait. <laughs> not, not try. <laughs> try. Try not. Wait, what's Yoda there say? There is no do. The only try. Only, no, what is, no what there is, is no say? try. There's only do. Oh, right, do right, right. or do not. Do yes. or do not. Thank you, Phil. There yeah. is no try. There is no try. Thank you, Phil. I feel All closer right. to the force because of that. You Thank should. You. You're going to feel, you better get closer to the force because you I think, got. I think you just covered the main plot and just forget about all the little side yeah. variety show stuff that they yeah. do. 30 seconds. If you do not, listen, I hate to break this to you. If you don't this do this, gonna be good. if you don't do this in thirty seconds, you have to watch this again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, here, here in here in the uh, studios. All right, you ready? Are I'm, you, as, I, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Leave out the uh, burnt popcorn from earlier too. Yeah. So, all right, ready and go. Okay, so this is about Chewbacca's family. Basically, the plot Whoa. is uh, uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca are away on some kind of a mission. And they're trying to get Chewbacca back home. And uh, the uh, Empire gives them all kinds of problems. And they finally make it home despite uh, all kinds of weird drug-induced strangeness. <laughs> you done? Oh, that was like 26 seconds. Yeah, not bad. Pretty good. There's the, the one thing about this movie that can be said, there is some very meaningless content. There oh, are some yeah. things in this you just go... What? Why are we doing this for this long? And why? You know, right before he started, I said kind of all the variety show stuff. The movie's only like 22 minutes long once you cut all that stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he only, he did that synopsis in like three or four sentences and that pretty much covers it. Like there's not a whole lot going on. It really oh, is. Oh no, there's very little. It, there's like not yeah. much content. 
to the movie. That's exactly right. It's variety, and it is a variety show where it's like, let's get a star that can sing. The, the best part of the movie was probably um, Jefferson Starship's little music video. Because it was, it really was the, a music video. Unique for the era. Like, it unique really for was. that era. And that song is pretty cool. Like I said, it's got a little yeah. bit of a glam rock feel to it. Light the Sky on Fire yeah, by that. Jefferson that's, Starship. Remember that. That's a good song. It was, it was Jefferson Starship, um, Sans Grace Slick. She had a little hiatus from the band for a couple years there. Yeah. And uh, so I, I kept looking for Grace Slick because it's Jefferson Starship or Jefferson Airplane, Starship, however... And you know you you got to have Mickey Thomas and you got to have Grace Slick, but there was no Grace Slick because you know me being the uh, the the rock history the music, uh, music guy guru. that I like yeah. to be, you know, I was and she's not there. And Jack discovered mm-hmm. she uh, had been out bowed got, out for a couple years. Band, what a great time to get out of the yes. band before they participated in this I, debacle. Think about this though, modern um, time, and I'm telling you. There were millions of eyes that saw that Christmas special from sure. from beginning to end, like like you know at the very beginning there were I mean let's say three networks, I mean Heidi on after the Monday Night Football that once was getting like I don't know like forty million people watching it so it's like that's a lot of thing of people watching it right Jefferson Starship though got I mean they got lots of, eyes, lot of eyes to their yeah right I, I wonder yeah. why that did um, if that was on their album that was out at the time. I don't know. Or I, I'd be curious. Uh, I, I read that they wrote it for this uh, for this film, and then it, like posthumously, it was put on like a, a B side, like a collection, like best of album. Really? Yeah, they they put that song later, but yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't on any current albums when they. Yeah, because if it was, people may have gone out and burned the record, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So it did appear on an album, but much later. All right. So it's time now for five-point plot. Plot point number one. Han and Chewie home for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Chewbacca back to... It's supposed to be Kashik. Is the is the uh, Wookiee homeworld? The M- the Empire um, general guy calls it Kazook. What? Here's why though. They had not. I'm telling you, this is probably the first time that the Wookiee homeworld has been named because they don't. Kashik isn't even a name of something until the newer movies. It, it may have been named in the in a comic book or something at some point. Because oh. I, I don't remember that. I remember being little and knowing about Star Wars, and I didn't know what. I didn't catch that. He calls no, it same K- here. He calls it Kazoo. Kazook. Oh, uh, we'll say uh, <laughs> all airspace into Kazook will be shut down. <laughs> oh man! So um, Chewbacca's loving, furry-faced family is getting ready for Life Day. Just an eponymous, just random holiday thing. With candles and hymns, yes, and prayers at the table, yes, and robes. <laughs> That's later, though. That choir, is later. Choir robes, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is, this is not a Christmas movie. It's a life. Oh day. no, it's not Christmas it's at all. Movie. We we actually yeah. open with Chewbacca and Han Solo trying to get Chewbacca home for Life Day. They come out of. Uh, they escape into. They're being chased by two star destroyers, and they escape. <laughs> uh, Away from them into hyperspace. Then we go to Kashik slash Kazook, the great Kazook, and they um, go to this homeworld. Uh, we we see the Chewbacca homeworld. 
Um, what's funny about this is you spend literally 10 minutes of dialogue, folks. <laughs> 10 minutes of this. Dave, hit your Chewbacca. <laughs> and then the little baby lumpy, go, uh, lumpy goes, Oh! 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 And then you get to be itchy, I guess. So, <laughs> itchy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. So you get 10 minutes of that. And then just like waving their hands in the air. And just like you just go, what am I watching? Like so the the first director, they had two directors that made this movie, and the first one left. Like he, they filled in like three or four scenes, and then he was like, "I'm out, guys." And uh, he, I think it was him that was talking about how he he heard that they wanted to do like ten minutes of like no English at all, and he was like, "This is going to be like the longest ten minutes. It's going to be like ten minutes of Lassie." Like, which at the time was like the biggest comparison that he could make. He's like, what if, what if we had 10 minutes of, of Lassie where it's just like nothing but just Lassie, like barking and stuff like that. And that is essentially what happened. Like how the, that's how this a, turned that's out. a great analysis. Yeah. Actually. See who wanted that though? Who no, wanted? Nobody wants 10 minutes of Lassie. But, but I'm saying who wanted that much. It's so weird and much Wookiee time. Timmy definitely fell down the well on this movie. <laughs> um, so we there, get, and there is zero English, like in a 10 minute, Am I right? Like, there's no, no English there's none. spoken. It's for just 10 a, a lot of um, hand gestures, yeah. physical stuff, and soft music. Yes, like real like not holiday syrupy, music. Really you know, stupid. And it's, kind of, it's yeah. flat, boring. Like, there's, no, yeah. there's nothing going on. Yeah, like you said, it was like the cutting room floor stuff that John Williams didn't want. It's like the warm up <laughs> music, like the yeah. It was like it was like the John Williams room. orchestra. It's yeah. practice. Yes, music. it's the warm up room at district yeah. band or something. Did you guys know that Wookies have um, like leather furniture just like we do? <laughs> Their houses are their houses are made of wood. Yeah, they they have tree houses, but they also it's kind have, of like a hobbit habitat. <laughs> they have like a, a kitchen with a range, like it's oh, a yeah. stove and an oven and, and a stuff hood like that. over the over the. Um, and they have a, she has a nice kitchen oven. Yeah, yeah, and they have like recliners. Like I, this is not at all what I thought Wookie life was like. <laughs> but I mean, the thing about it is, what I like about this, and, I, and when I think about it this way, Chewbacca's family, it's like this wholesome thing she's around cooking she has an apron on but her husband is technically just a space pirate <laughs> like you know what i'm saying it's not like it's not like he's like oh he's just a good wholesome guy he works no. down there at the butcher shop and he brings <laughs> they literally board ships and steal things from them and the only redeeming thing they've really done is help this one rebel cause once <laughs> right now there are some side stories about chewbacca and han where they go and liberate some Wookiees, because basically the story really goes is that the Wookiees helped build both Death Stars. And like it's they were the slave labor that built both Death Stars. Yeah. Kind of weird. Wow. And the Empire implanted uh, uh, controlling chips into them to control their, to con- use mind control on them or whatever. So I guess there's that aspect of it, which no one wants to talk about. <laughs> did they, did, did, did the <laughs> rations, did the rations include hairball? Control, uh, grooming, <laughs> Pantene Pro V, um, Breck. Jack, if Chewbacca isn't a space Tell pirate, me. then who else, who's going to pay for all that bantha meat? Well, that's what I'm saying. And we're just chomping it up. <laughs> so we, we, I mean, this is an unbelievable beginning. Ten minutes of nonsense. Oh, um, yeah. It's only broken up by Mala contacting Luke Skywalker on this video phone. 
And Dave, they, what was yeah, your they, comment they, about they, they Luke? Boot up, they boot up the Atari twenty six hundred. Yes, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and what? But what? Tell us what, what? What comment did you make about Luke when we were watching this? Oh yeah, I mean, it's like he's got this weird eyeshadow thing happening to help accentuate those blue eyes. It's like it's, I mean, very it was, weird. It was like his makeup was, was distracting. Oh his yeah, his hair was distracting. He had like soccer mom hair. <laughs> it was like watching um, um, David Bowie. It was really weird. Was that guy? Yeah, Ziggy Stardust. He was Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> Star Wars style. The, the craziest thing about that scene when they when he she calls Luke. I mean, she's clearly distraught. She's like, "Where is you know? Where is Chewie? You know, we can't find him or whatever. Yes. They're looking everywhere for Chewie. He has to be here." Um, is that Luke doesn't seem to be bothered to help at all like he i mean he, the chewbacca is his friend <laughs> han is his friend and like he's like oh yeah they're probably okay i'm sure they'll be there <laughs> like he has no gumption at all to help them <laughs> you can tell though he's having to act toward a screen that's not even really him he he videoed his responses and then they just played back his responses yeah so mala walla whatever mala, mala can just react to him right because he makes this like Facial impression toward it, like, so overacted. Like, wow, man. Again, he probably was like, I have to do what? A, a holiday special? Oh. He's, he's like, can I get my check in advance? Yes. So that hangs up. Next, Mala calls Son Dan, who, by the way, Son or Sean or whatever his name is, plays a large role in this. Evan Plemons said that he kind of reminded him the way he dressed as, of like Shrek. Oh, Ooh. the Art Carney? Art Carney. Yeah. Art Carney as Sean Dan is who the next person yeah. she calls. I, I thought She's it, I very thought it was, worried. I thought it was Ben Cartwright. She's, you know, from uh, from Bonanza. Well, and his shirt, but, as the movie yeah, kept going, Shrek. kept getting farther and farther unbuttoned. <laughs> and by the end, it was unbuttoned down to his belly button. It was like, why is this person? <laughs> why is this person doing this? Um, he Sean Dan uh, makes some very um, uh, vague statements to Mala to convince her. Listen, Han and Chewie are on the way. Yeah, talking in code. In code. That big hairy shag carpet of yours. Yeah, because is, the Imperial guy was in the shop. Yes, R- rummaging around looking for stuff. Um, they're on their way. They should be arriving soon. Um, next, Mala cooks a meal. <laughs> oh my oh, god! This is this Banta is awesome. meat. This is another ten minutes. Yes. of trash. <laughs> Just, just next, horrible. And, and as she boots up the cooking uh, show on TV, you, know, is, you know what's worse than watching a cooking show? Watching somebody watch a cooking show. And Ooh. worse than that is watching nice. a, watching a Wookie <laughs> watch a cooking show. As watching a, a Wookie watch Harvey Corman dressed up <laughs> in transgender. Yes. Um, well, she's supposed to, he's supposed to be like Julia, Ju- Julia Childish. Julia Childish. I yes, like that. Julia Childish. <laughs> um, she, appearance. Uh, uh, this character's name, by the way, is Chef Gormanda, by Gormanda. the way. And Chef Gormanda, i.e. Hartby Corman, prepares this meal and uh, has uh, four stir arms. Stir, whip, stir, whip. Yeah, so. Whip, whip, stir. Yes. yes. <laughs> stir, whip, stir, whip. There's whip, like whip, this, stir. There's seriously like two minutes straight of him just like stirring. Yeah, it's so stuff. corny. So cool. He's making Bantha surprise, which you know the the surprise is that 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 crap is gonna taste terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And so have you seen a Bantha? It's but like we a spend which if it's anything like the show, it should be no yeah, surprise. We do spend five minutes probably on this on this segment. 
it's, and it's bad. Yeah, egregious. It's like, what is going on right now? Um, that's our first Harvey Corman sighting. We'll come back to him in a bit. Um, to finish out this, uh, which, by the way, that when when he's doing his bit, um, he has four arms. Which I was watching with your son Miller, Jack, and I said, "How many arms does he have?" And he and he looked at, at the screen. He looked it back at me, and he's like, four. He has four arms." <laughs> but um, they did the uh, "Whose line is it anyway?" gag you know where like someone's behind you know you right. got one comedian behind another comedian except that the first one still had his arms so it was like you know you know i, I got behind you dave and trying that, to work yeah. together in sync right right and uh i don't know it's just totally lame really lame yeah. and it's on national television um <laughs> to finish out this plot point uh we have a message that comes over the screen over their uh, Vizio, and it says, uh, Rebel activity is in the area, and the Empire, we are declaring martial law. You must. Dun, dun, dun. Basically, meaning they know that Chewbacca and Han are around somewhere, um, and they are declaring martial law, and that means they can just come and search your home. Right. Um, they can, you, might, you might have to quarter troops. You may have to give up your. Um, your civil liberties. Your civil liberties. You may. We may throw your tea in the Boston Harbor. Who knows what will happen? All right. On to plot. You, you point. might have to not mention Christmas and call it Life Day. Or yeah, or just all, all holiday nonstop. Plot point number two. I love to make a Wookie happy. <laughs> oh no. Yep. Yeah, this was another Sunday really bad decision on the He's the traitor from the um, not traitor, traitor, but a traitor. Like he trades things. Yes, like Trader um, Joe. Like Trader Joe. And he arrives with gifts for everyone. He arrives with a little set of like some Happy ele- Life Day. Electronic everyone. Happy Life Day. Oh, it's your life day. You should celebrate it. And he gives a what's he give to Mala, the wife? I can't remember. Anyway. Who knows? Who cares? No one cares. Maybe it was a new Atari twenty six hundred so. game that's what cartridge. She, that's what she, he he gives to the little kid. Oh yeah. Um, and it turns out it beca- it saves the day in the end. It helps, yeah. But right. to Itchy, oh my gosh, who is the dad of Chewbacca, folks? I'm going to tread lightly here. He gives a, a okay. You have, there's a virtual reality <laughs> chair thing that they have in their house. A lot, a lot of like random a, technology. Think think of it like a uh, think of it like you go to the hair salon and the dryer the yes. old dryers that yes. you yes. put good, over your head. That's yeah. a good description. So yeah. he puts the screen thing over Itchy's face, awkward, and plugs in the cartridge. And Dion Carroll, Carol, Diane, Diane, Diane Carroll, and you knew who this person was. Oh yeah, she's a, she's a well known singer, actress, dancer. <laughs> well, and. Dance she does. <laughs> Folks, yeah. I don't know how to explain this other than Itchy had an adult fantasy program <laughs> given to him by Sondan. And Sondan, what, Art, what's his name? Art. Art Carney. Art Carney, his description of the program he put into this virtual reality thing yeah. made me want to vomit. Kind of a dirty old man. He's a very dirty old man. And I don't even want to talk about it much because it, we can't. I mean, just there's a place we can't go. Itchy's just sitting there in that chair, and Itchy has this massive underbite, and so his costume <laughs> thing has this weird sweeping up motion over and over again, and it's so gross. There, there's there's nothing graphic here. It's just 
very insinuating. It's very suggestive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's insinuating. It's it's suggestive toward furry f- people, and it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wookies he, and African American humans. So back he, he on, gives, he gives him this adult video. Let's call it. And uh, again, it's not graphic, but program. It's, it's graphic. Um, and he says, uh, he's like, he's like, this is like a wow. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and he goes, uh, he, and then right before he leaves him alone with his video, he says, um, happy life day. And I do mean happy life day. <laughs> me. Like, wow. whoa. So to segue out of this, back on the Millennium Falcon, Chewbacca and Han, they're out of, out of hyperspace. They're kind of close to Kashyyyk. Um, Kazook, if you will. And um, there's a lot of Imperials around, so they land. They land on the planet, and uh, they've been landing in the north, so they still have to get find a way to get there. Um, so they land, and then at the same time, back in the treehouse of love, um, Stormtroopers Lump- arrive. Lumpy hears uh, engines coming in. Sean uh, Sondan, everyone's favorite weirdo trader, um, says, oh, I'm that's... I bet that's Han and uh, Chewbacca right now. I bet maybe, right now. Maybe not. <laughs> and they open the door, and it's a stormtrooper. And then the and then it goes to commercial, which I thought was funny. Funny, probably a commercial for <laughs> Flying High on CBS. <laughs> We're watching Valerie um, Bertinelli. Valerie Bertinelli. It wasn't her though, because I looked at the people, and that wasn't oh, her. Right. But maybe she, maybe they just. Never. She was just the she was just the star that She's was the pitch uh, person the pitching yeah, yeah pitching, um so they the stormtroopers at the door, the imperial imperial troopers forced their way into the house, and they're 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 there, um to search for Chewbacca trash in the camp, but when, Sean, the main officer almost sounds like a German like I was getting like a World War Two mm-hmm. Gestapo kind of yes, vibe. he's a part of the SS yeah it, which is weird because like in the movies it's all like British like. All the the guys. Yeah, there's the, a lot of snapping. This guy does a lot of snapping. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. But, I mean, he's asking for like people's papers or identification or whatever. I'm just like, are we in the middle of exactly Germany here? Well, they're about to see our papers. <laughs> they treat those Wookies badly. Yeah. You know, they really treat them bad. Because if you want someone to be evil, just give them a German accent. Well, yeah. <laughs> or in my case, a Russian accent. I like a good <laughs> Russian accent. So, Sondam. Runs interference the whole movie, and um, Dave, why don't you tell us about the interference that he runs in this situation with Mala's music box that he gives uh, that he lets them watch? Yeah, it's like he's—I don't know if he's setting up a distraction mm-hmm. or if it's just another bad part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. I mean, you know, because it's all so badly done. You never know if there's kind of a real point to that segment or whether, you know, but so, um, so he's got this machine that looks like a TV screen kind of setting it up and he spends five minutes setting it up, which is another, you know, five useless minutes for the viewer, (laughs) you know, and uh, for some reason, the, the Starship Troopers are very patient. It's like they're like <laughs> bored or something and waiting for something to be done, you know. Instead they're of supposed to be searching the house and yeah, uh, but you put a DVD player in front of me and it's, all bets are off. Like, 
know, they're right? Very, yeah, I'm three years old. They are very patient. Yeah, they they're are. They're very understanding yeah, of the situation. And, 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 well, they finally, <laughs> they finally, they finally tell him to get on with it. So I, I really should be searching those cabinets over here, but ooh, video. Right. So he, so he gets this thing on <laughs> and he turns it on and they're, 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 they're watching a video of Jefferson Starship playing this song. It's actually one of the, but maybe the best part of the movie. Two top things. The show. There are two top things. And this is for me in this movie. And this is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the song was good. Yeah. I, I, it's got a glam rock feel to it. This is for 1978. That video, light the sky on fire. On fire, man! This is, this is before MTV. MTV was oh, 1981. Wait, yes. Do we have uh, Do we have a little segment that we can throw in? You know, can't play it. Don't have no. rights to that song. Can't play it. Copyright. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, You'll well, have to do it yourself. We've changed our we've listener. Changed, we've changed our stance on <laughs> on our songs, and we don't have the rights. So no, I don't really want to pay Jefferson Starship. Je- Jefferson the, Starship, light the sky on fire. It's good. You Check know it what out it is now. I'll share it on. I'll put it on my uh, Twitter. I'm, I'll, I'll put that video out there. So a lot of visual effects, really cool, being video. used in this video. Yes. Yeah. Um. You yeah. know, the guy's got the the the. It's not really a keytar, but it's a a portable keyboard. Yes. Um. Yeah. You, Guy you, guys playing open hand drums. It's kind of weird. It's a cool yeah. video. Um. Do you think Jefferson Starship was asked to be in the movie just because they have the word Starship in their name? <laughs> You know, aren't they so? Why I, not? I think I think that's probably the only. <laughs> they reason. They probably tried Queen. They probably tried. They keep him with the whole star, you know, theme. It's, yeah, they They're have like they have a David Bowie. Name. What do you say? And he's like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, so next up, by the way, they're trying to they're keeping uh, them all busy to show this uh, this thing. Um, and the next, the next hilarious way to keep these troopers busy is, uh, a cartoon is, yeah, we got Lumpy. He puts well, actually, on his Lump- Beats headset. Actually, Lumpy's the one that's watching the cartoon. Yeah. He puts yeah, on his, they asked he, him to, to keep him busy. And so yeah. he, he oh, so they, they could, a, so they could search his room. They put a cartoon on for him. Yeah. So he puts his headphones on and he cranks up the old, whatever player that is. And. It's an adventure of his father's, but there's a, it's like some show, but it's like it's happening in real time, but it's, his, but it's, but his, there's like a captain's log scenario, like a Star Trek, which is hilarious to think about. And the captain's log, I'm captain, blah, blah, blah. And here's an adventure, Chewbacca and Han Solo. And then that segues, that segues us to plot point number three, introducing Boba Fett. And really, this is just a side adventure. Boba Fett is on a planet, this aqua planet. Um, Pepto-Bismol, the, the Pepto-Bismol goo, ocean. A lot of goo. And um, basically, it's a this whole side story. Luke is in it. Han is in it. Um, it is a good... Uh, it's animated. And so it's it's the best part probably of the movie. In my ranking, it would be this and then the Jefferson Starship thing. But... This one is good because it's the first time you get to see Boba Fett. Um, he sort of true to character. He talks a little bit more than you've ever seen him. You ever seen him talk really? Um, but again, he's a bounty hunter. So in the end of the story, you think he's he's 
with um, helping Luke and those guys, but really all he's doing is trying to get the ransom. Setting them up, sure. Setting them up. Uh, he gets a hold of Darth Vader, and you get to hear, uh, what's his face, uh, James Earl Jones talk on here, mm-hmm. and pretty good. This was actually kind of continuity with the plot. Mm-hmm. Which was something sorely lacking yes. in most of the rest of the yes. show. Yes. And so like criminal I, I, criminally lacking. If the whole movie was just that animated stuff, I would I probably would have loved it. Oh yeah, and they could have cut out it, it could have been thirty minutes instead of an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's but the like, one win for the whole movie. I guess the animated short that he watches is about ten minutes long. Yeah. And it and it's definitely the best ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. But, Pretty cool. Yeah. Some strange animation, but not terrible. Yeah, but for the 1970s, like yeah, honestly, bad. that was that would have been pretty cool back yep, then. Absolutely. Uh, the cartoon finishes, and uh, um, Lumpy is trying to uh, build that translation device thing that Son Dan gave him. Is that his name? Um, and he uh, uh, he's got a video. A lot of technology, weird technology in this. A video, an instructional video, and again, Harvey Corman. <laughs> he's is, back. He's a robot character that is on this, and he keeps malfunctioning, which all they used was the editing tools that they had available to them to re to forward rewind, forward rewind, and it was pretty lame. It's kind of weird. It was supposed yeah. to be funny, and I'm sure Harvey Corman is really funny in his own bits, like the, his own hey, Blazing, material. Blazing Saddles, he's really funny as yeah. Headley Lamar. <laughs> but this was not a good gig for him. Like it, it made him look really, really dumb. Like even though I'm sure he's not. Well, just weird. Like it does doesn't fit with Star Wars what he was doing. Yeah, you know, you go, oh space future need a robot. Here's the robot. <laughs> I'm a robot. It's like. No, not not really. It's not really right. Anyway, um, so that leads us to plot point number four. Is it Maud, or is it one of the Golden Girls? <laughs> I say Maud. Yep. Um. So the life on Tatooine public the, service announcement. Imperial troopers are searching downstairs, and the uh, view screen activates, announcing that Tatooine is now being put under a curfew by the Empire because of subversive forces. <laughs> the video announces this. <laughs> and um, this video is announced. It talks about Tatooine and this curfew. It's like a news story. It segues then into the Moss Eisley Cantina which now is apparently run by Acmina, or as we know her, B. Maud. Arthur. Yeah. Maud, B. Arthur. She's credited as Beatrice Arthur. Yes. She, um, the first thing you see of her is she, she has this admirer named Krellman. Once again, Harvey Corman is Krellman. He's a total creeper, by the way. Yeah, he yep. is. And um, he likes her a lot. She said something to him the night before. He comes back and wants to talk to her. The Empire announces this curfew, and Akmina tries to get it through to her patrons. Remember, this is the Mossad's Cantina, same place that Greedo <laughs> shot first, and then Han Solo shoots <laughs> or him. Or did he? 
He shot first. Greedo did. <laughs> and he honestly, who cares? Again, you know why? Han Solo and Chewbacca are space pirates. <laughs> right. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they don't have a moral compass. That they did anything nice is a miracle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Same. Um, <laughs> she sings and she talks about it being the last call. Um, Wait, all you, the creatures ignore. about ten minutes. You skipped over my my favorite part of the scene though. Like she she pours him a drink and then how does he drink it? <laughs> In the oh. head. <laughs> yeah. He pours it on the top of through into the top of he his has head. A blow, like a blowhole. Which, like which you can tell. Like as soon as he walked onto the scene, I was just like, man, he's wearing a massive rug on the top of his head. And, and then it, it turns out that's why because he has to pour liquid into it so he drinks from the top of his head. So really, this all is created. My, like my, a lot of this movie is all created to give her the opportunity to see. To oh yeah! It's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like really? Like we all have to sing in this movie? So were, she sings. There were a surprising number of musical numbers in this movie. Oh, I, yeah. I, I wasn't anticipating but that. You hit it right on the head when you said it was kind of like a variety show. It is. I mean, yeah. and, and that's that was very popular back then. Sure. Um, it was like a bad Star Wars on Broadway. She sings a song called Good Night But Not Goodbye, and it's set to the Cantina Band's theme song. Um, Which, at least that was kind of creative. Like, it wasn't... Well done, but like no, it was not well done. But um, you so don't she, have to go home. Yeah, but you, but can't, you can't stay, stay here. here. She escorted everybody out of the bar. Um, they're all excited. Everything's great. And um, and then uh, the creeper guy pulls his hood over his head before he leaves, so that he doesn't like drink rain on his way out. <laughs> I just had to laugh when he was like pouring hood, his hood over his mouth, basically <laughs> the top of his head. Lumpy. As the, as the as this show or whatever this thing was starts to fade out, Lumpy has finally completed his translation, um, his translation board thing, and he puts out this. <laughs> these stormtroopers are really dumb. He puts out this um, communique wording thing that says, "Return to base." Return to base. And so the stormtroopers leave. One of them stays behind and starts to threaten um, the family. Okay. Chases Lumpy outside. Okay. And now that leads us to plot point number five. Harrison Ford's lowest point. (laughs) So Chewie luckily intercepts the stormtrooper, and then throws him all... No, 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 no. No, no, he trips. No, no, he, uh, no, no rewind, rewind. Stop, <laughs> stop. Who shot first? Um, so, <laughs> Lumpy is scared. Chewbacca comes through and knocks the gun out of his hand. He's standing there, and, and Han Solo then comes in, punches him, and then he trips over and falls <laughs> off of the Treehouse of Love and to his death, miles below. Really, that, that was like the stupidest stormtrooper yes, moment I've yes. ever seen. This essentially is the end of the action for the movie. <laughs> the beginning and the end. It's the end of that, and basically, then we're left with the heartfelt life day that is what you know Chewbacca came home for. Um, totally bizarre, by the way. Yes, very bizarre. They good inside. It's kind of like uh, the in the you know the end of the Grinch. When they're in all in Whoville and they're all singing and, yeah. and and the Grinch's heart 
throws three times grows three yeah. times big. Yeah, or that it new was, that yeah. new Frankenstein commercial <laughs> where he screws the light bulbs into his neck. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so they go back inside. Automatically, the Gestapo Empire puts a message across. Um, <laughs> Trooper B one one one, you're you are not responding. Respond immediately. Comlink. Comlink. Blah 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 blah. It's like, <laughs> would they really do that? And they really all communicate. Um, anyway, so then San Dan comes in and says, and he calls the Empire. He knows how to he get can't a hold. Just leave it alone. No, he calls the Empire and goes, "Yeah, I'm uh, Son Dan. I want to like to report that uh, this trooper stole some food and supplies. He left the other two troopers, and now he's uh, let ran off into the woods, into the wilderness. And then the officer says, we 'We're going to send out a search party.' Then, yeah, thanks you, a lot. You fooled us. <laughs> yeah, but you're also attracting attention. Good job. Everyone prepares for life day at the Tree of Life." Um, the family. Well, no, we're not quite ready for the family. Um, the, this is like the, bad, the real, bad Judy Collins song. It's real frou-frou here. Oh, it's terrible. They have these little glowing um, crystal glass ball things that they all hold up into the, into the air. Um, you see people walking through light in space into this <laughs> light wearing robes. Then we go to this assembly of all these people in robes for Life Day. It's kind of like, it's like this weird mix of a, I don't know how to describe it except to say that it's like, it's almost like a church service, but it's like a cult of, you know, robed cultist, you know, satanic something, the other, they're all... In can- with candlelights and they're getting ready to offer up, you know, a lumpy. human sacrifice. <laughs> For all we know, it's lumpy. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> anyway, really weird, really weird. But you know, not there's anything wrong with it. anyway. I'm just joking. Um, so they're dressed in robes. They've all gathered. My favorite about all this. Well, there's two things. C3PO are there. He's there. R2D2's there. C3PO. Goes into this whole speech about wishing he had feelings. Yeah. And man, I wish I could enjoy this. And I'm so glad you invited me, but I'm, I'm not a human, so I don't know what this feels like. And then the other best part, Luke, Leia, and Han arrive. And this is why this plot point is called Harrison Ford's lowest point. Han literally says, I'm so glad to be here on your life day. You all are such a huge part of my life. Yeah. That's so in character like, for Han Solo. Oh my, yeah. You and you said that during a lot of these yeah, things. Yeah, Han would never do any of this. No. <laughs> no, like it's like some weird dream that Chewbacca has. Like maybe all this is Chewbacca's <laughs> dream. Yeah, this is the same guy where when Leia said "I love you," he he responded with "I know." I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is like he's like you're all that's a huge. It's part like of all my life. selflessness completely left him somehow <laughs> you know um, in the spirit of the holiday of life day so the conclusion of the big ceremony they all go up onto the stage that is in front of the tree of life whatever yeah. and chewbacca then they don't do a very good job of doing the doing the um bubble of 
you know, remembering thing. And so they, um, yeah, they should have done that. Chewbacca, though, remembers his adventures from the previous movie, and um, and he'll come back, um, you know, to see Luke and Han and the gang or whatever. But it's like, the real, it's just really, really weird. That <laughs> night, all the Wookiees gather around the old table and um, for feast, for feasting. There's a really awkward moment between Chewbacca and his wife. They hug and almost kiss, but then they hug more. It looks like they're going to make out. And then yeah. they, and that would have been so gross. And then they they pray. They bow their I heads. i got and hair pray. in my mouth. Yeah. It's impossible not to. And really. then they tuck in Lumpy and tell him that Wookiee Claus is coming to town. And that's it. And it was life day. So, all right. So, it's very like. new age. Yes. Quick like here. Um, tell us real quick. Dave, goods and bads of this movie. Oh, man. What's some? What's two goods? Go. Jefferson Starship and yes. the cartoon. Yes. Two goods. Okay. Bads. Literally every other minute <laughs> of, the, of the show. It was like painful. It was. You know, the only thing I can think of that would have been worse than this movie is being in a plane crash in the Andes and having to chew your own arm off. <laughs> that would be bad. If it was a Wookiee arm, it'd be even worse because you'd get hair in your mouth. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Phil, a good other than what he said? Yeah, I won't repeat what he said. Um, I, I think the first appearance of Boba Fett was interesting, like yeah. just to watch. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, I mean, say what you want about the three main guys from the Star Wars, uh, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Harrison yeah. Ford. Their their acting is not bad. Like I mean, well, the, the, Harrison Ford's a good actor. The, the lines that they were given were terrible. Um, yeah. But like, man, you watch Harrison Ford on screen, and he can take the biggest steaming pile of crap and actually make it somewhat bearable. Yeah. Like the scenes that he's he's in. good. He gives but, credibility. But that's the problem, right? I mean, I'm like, this is a good good, but like the bad of it is that they cumulatively, all the three of them are in that movie for about maybe seven minutes mm-hmm. total out yeah. of like over a hundred. And and I don't. It doesn't appear that they had any creative freedom to explore their characters at all. No, and and they're they're on there not to advance the plot in right. any way, shape, or form. They right. just basically are just cameoing. Yeah, yeah it's just dialogue had, on on a piece of paper because they had to cameo. Yeah. Um, I I almost don't want to even say ask this, but um, will we do this. <laughs> Take this into consideration of what what this is. Now let's rate this on one horrible to five horribles. I I think I know what it has to be, but I almost don't want to give it that because I I take into consideration that it's a made for TV movie and it was a crappy one, but it's bad. I mean, epically bad, galactically bad. But since we're breaking some norms, I'm universally gonna, hated. I'm going to say this is five horribles. Yeah, I this was, is all this bad with things for for me. It's it levels to a five. It, it's like a six off the scale. Yeah. And then the animated thing brings it back up to a five <laughs> out of five for me. It's it's a five all the way for me. Okay. Yeah. There's no way I would Completely. watch this movie again voluntarily. Right. There there is there is no way, especially in today's standards, that anybody with any directorial or entertainment metal. M-E-T-T-L-E metal could look at this plot and look at this screenplay and say, I want to put this on the air. There's no way. There's just no way. Pretty bad. Pretty darn bad. I, I refuse to believe that 
almost to a person that no one in Hollywood or in any kind of network television would ever, ever have agreed to this if it were not Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else, anything less than Star Wars, they would have said, no way. No way. You're right. I, I have some extra thoughts, but we're out of time, right? So yep. Let's do this. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a couple things. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at One Horrible Movie. Like our Facebook page. You can download us at every place you find podcasts you can think of. We are there. Um, Dave, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. After thanks, we Dave. sign off here, you're going to stick around. We're going to talk a little bit more. Um, Producer Phil, thanks for staying on. And um, that's awesome. All right. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, reach for the stars. Follow your dreams. Also, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it's not horrible. This movie represents all things that are horrible. Thank you, Harrison Ford, for saving our lives <laughs> and saving our life day. See you soon. So, so I know Dave's got got to go, but Jack, I want to hear like the three worst moments of the movie. No, oh, um, B. Arthur, uh, what's her face? The uh, D. Dion War. No, what's the, what's her name? The dancer. Oh, what's her name? Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll, and who else? And what else? The um, gosh, the, the Diane oh, Harrison Ford saying, Harrison Ford saying what he said. Because at that moment, at that moment, I was like, "This is his worst day." Like this is this is his worst day. Yeah, and he's having to just do this because I found a. I found an interview I I with him. And it was a different interview than what I referenced earlier, but he was talking about how, like, um, when the interviewer was like, when you go back and watch this, what what are your thoughts on it? He's like, I've never watched it. I've, I've never seen, I've never actually seen the film. He's like, I lived it. Like, I was there for the filming of it, and that was enough. So he's never even watched this thing, and I don't blame him. Horrible. He just wants to forget it ever happened. Kind of like Kind of like me right now. I want to forget it ever happened too, but we can't. <laughs> so, like, my number one is what you already said, which is the um, uh, Wookie adult <laughs> video Ooh. that he's watching. I had like I was watching this, and I, and I was I was like, I have to turn this down, the audio down, because I'm I'm afraid my wife will hear this <laughs> and like. <laughs> Like she, she, I mean, the stuff that she says in that video, like I don't even feel like I can repeat it on the on this podcast. No, because she says some very provocative stuff. Yeah. That if it, that anyone would go, that's that kind of a <laughs> what? Why? I I was just I was in shock. I was just like, this is on CBS. It was like primetime CBS. Yeah. Yeah, and you you know that kids had to see that or parents had to see that and go. What is this? Well, and it was, I mean, it was billed as like four kids. I mean, it's, it's, got, a, it's got a child Wookiee in it. Like, yeah. kids are going to watch that. Oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> it's Star Wars and it's got a cartoon. Exactly. You're going you're gonna to love this, Itchy. <laughs> it's, it's, wow. Itchy. And their names, gosh, Itchy, Mullen, uh, And they were Lumpy. short. for. I read, did read that. They actually are short for longer names, but they just, they just named that, so. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks, guys. Evan, Dave, have a good night. Uh, my number two. Hey, happy, happy life day, guys. Happy life day. My my number two 
worst part and it, and it wasn't so much as a groaner like the first one was the uh the wookie adult stuff was crazy but um was the uh stir 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 whipster whip whipster i know it's like, <laughs> it's like what it's like <laughs> it was like two minutes of that i know and, like, and, the, and, and just that segment on? in general of of i just <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> You, this would never get made today because Star Wars wouldn't allow it to be made. No. But two, no one would put that out and think it was any good, possibly any good. No. I, I didn't know where it was going, where that segment was going. I was like, is this supposed to be funny? Am I supposed to be laughing at yeah, this? Yeah, no, bad. It was, it was egregious. I, that part sucked so bad. It was bad. Um, and then the third thing that I'll mention is kind of, it's kind of something that wouldn't like come up during the normal five point plot. But um, there was at least two moments, and I, I don't know that I can say this about any movie that we've seen, that we've watched on this for this podcast. There were at least two moments, and there might have been more than two, where somebody is talking on screen that you can visually see their mouth moving, and there is no audio for, for that person's mic. So there's one uh, spot actually in the animated series, so it's actually animated mouth movement, but there's animated mouth movement. Go back and watch it. Uh, Han Solo, they're in the cockpit or they're in the like the lounge area of the Millennium Falcon, and right at towards the end of the segment, and Han Solo mouths several uh, syllables, and there's no audio for his mic, and then, um, but the worst one is uh, I forget who the character was, but it's toward it's towards the end of the movie. I think it's I want to say it's Luke, and I think it's if I I can't remember I didn't write it down, but I think it's during. Um, it's in the no no it's it's in the uh, cantina scene, and I think it's wh- who's what's his name Art, so and so. What did he say his name was? I forgot it. So <sighs> the, the guy that plays the creeper. Yeah. In that scene, there is a scene where he's oh Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Art was the, the Art, tra- yeah, trader Art, guy. I always want to say Art Vandalay. Uh, Harvey Harvey Corman has a a line that he delivers while sitting at the bar talking to B. Arthur's character, and that line has no audio. It, he says like three or four words and there's absolutely no oh. audio that comes out. Oh my God. So I don't know what he was saying in that, in that scene, but that, that ended up making it to, to full. I mean, who's the editor on this film? Um, not anyone any good. That's for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's one of those things where, where I, I think they piece this thing together, like to the point where they're like, who, what, when are the actors at and can we get them in here? And then let's find a way to piece this crap together. You think they were in a rush? This movie came out like a year, or maybe a little more than a year after the the seventy yeah, seven. But, but, but look how much, look how different Mark Hamill looked. You know, yeah, he he didn't look like Luke Skywalker in this. I think everything was rushed on this one. Big time. They just low budgeted it. I'm sure there's a lot of different articles online about. But can you think of any movie that we've seen for this podcast where someone is speaking on screen and you can't hear them? No, like, I, not that I can think of. Like no. the sound editing was that bad. That's stupid. Gosh. And then nobody watched this film before they put it to air, I guess. It was really weird. There's a website for StarWarsHolidaySpecial.com. Yeah, they have the whole script on there and everything. And like weird. interviews with the actors. They interviewed the actor that played uh, Lumpy. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. but yeah, that, those are my top top three moments. That last one is just mind-boggling to me. Like, how, how it could ever make it to air like so that. So, it, it came out November 17th, is that right? Yeah, 1978. Weird. 
Yeah. Right before Thanksgiving. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Very, very weird. Exclusive interview with Lumpy, huh? It seems weird to me to call this a holiday special. Honestly. Well, there's not it, much to it. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing American. Well, they wanted to pitch Star Wars. I think I bet CBS was like, we gotta get Star Wars, something something Star Wars yeah. on television. Because back then they were probably like, hey, Star Wars is super successful. Let's make a TV show. And it would have been horrible. It would have been this. Yeah. Like it would have been something like this. Yeah. Egregious. It, I mean, it totally makes sense why there's there's two things that make sense about what happens well, in the aftermath of it. Nothing makes one, sense. Yeah. One, one is that George Lucas's name never appears anywhere in the, on the film. If you watch it from front to back, he's not in the beginning credits. He's not in the end, end credits. He has gone on record as saying he doesn't even recognize that this thing ever happens. He wished it never happens. Uh, it's not canon. He, he has distanced himself in every way, shape, or form from this movie, and rightfully so. Um, and two, they have never released this movie for public consumption. You cannot buy this film. And, 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 and that's on purpose. Like they do not want anyone to see this thing. No, because it's God awful. I mean, it's horrible. So bad. <laughs> All right. Well, Phil, any last, any last rights for this thing before we put it in its tomb where it will stay forever? You know, it's even if you don't like, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the film, I don't blame you. It's really bad. Um, it, it's, it's 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 a really bad movie. Um, at least watch the animated short, the ten minute thing. It's about what maybe about an hour into it. You can and you can find that short on YouTube. I've yeah, seen yeah. That too, where you can just find it, just so, clipped out by yeah, itself. It's pretty good. So. It's it's really not bad. And um, if you if you're fascinated by the character of Boba Fett, which you should be. Um, I think it's worth watching just for that. You can skip everything else, honestly. The Jefferson Starship video is the only other cool part. Um, but the Boba Fett animation is good. And the animation studio, who I think was Canadian, that made that that little 10-minute cartoon, uh, went on to do Star Wars cartoons in the 80s. Oh, wow. So like they they were well-received enough for doing this that they said, here are some like complete ser- TV series, like do that. So there was one called droids and one called Ewoks. And they, they did all the animation for those TV series, droids and Ewoks in the 1980s, which that's my one drawback though on, on star Wars stuff. Now, like the older you get, the more it's like, you can kind of look back and see the things that Lucas and Lucas films try to do to sell toys and to try to really get in yeah. money from kids, which Makes sense. You're a company. You want to make money. Like I, I, I never fault people for trying to make money doing something. But you go from a creative standpoint, it's like you kind of put the handcuffs on whenever you go, look, we have to try to make money off these kids. So we better roll out Jar Jar. It's a good idea. And that's why that's where things like that come from. I mean Your son is like that now, it's twenty sixteen and he wants everything he wants for Christmas is Lego yep. this or that and a yep. lot of it's Star Wars. Yep. Yep. And yep. So um, speaking of, of that, um, and, uh, this will actually go into my, um, what are you into if, if you want to, yeah, let's do if it. you have what, time for that. Phil, what are you into right now? Well, yeah. So let me, I, I, one more comment about the movie and then I'll push that right into my, what, what am I into? But, um, that in 2008 or 2007, I think it was 2007, but 2008 actually makes more sense. But um, Hasbro, was it Hasbro? Um, some company uh, released a 30th anniversary Boba Fett action figure. Probably Kenner. 
But maybe Hasbro bought Kenner or one of those Kenner. numbers. Yeah. It, it probably is Kenner. Kenner was the company that made all kinds of Star Wars stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they they released a 30th anniversary, which I think is so awesome. By the way, like that they actually like acknowledged the film by releasing a 30th anniversary action figure. Pretty cool. But, but their 30th anniversary action figure of Boba Fett is him holding that. Um, uh, it's not a trident. It's like a. It, it's only got two instead of three. Yeah. It's it's like a fork, but it's only got two prongs on it. Uh, but holding that staff, like the action figure, actually holds that staff. And what year was it hands. that it was released? I, I want to say it was 30th anniversary, so 2008 would make sense. Um, but for some reason, I think feel like it's 2007. <laughs> but, um, but it's actually like a pretty cool. Like I I looked it up on eBay earlier, and um. It's like legit. Like I kind of want it. <laughs> so, um, and you can get it on uh, Amazon as well. It's cool. Um, yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, it came came out in two thousand eight. Um, on Amazon has it for. Uh, wait, wait, no, that's not yeah, it is Hasbro, isn't it? Does it? Okay, that's what I thought. But There's one on eBay. Yeah, the the ones on eBay are a little bit cheaper. Uh, Amazon has them for twenty three ninety five plus plus shipping. But um, yeah, it comes with a coin, a, like a commemorative coin. But like the the coolest thing about it is that it's it is Boba Fett, but in a slightly different uniform than what you know. I got him, it right here. Of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the movies, and he's holding that trident. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So like. Having watched this movie, it's so it's so bad, but I still want to commemorate like that, like me losing that two hours of my life with like getting the. I kind of want this action figure. It's funny, <laughs> yeah. So okay, so uh, let me spin that into what what am I into? Um, Disney Infinity yes. uh, was a game that uh, I'm sure Miller's familiar seen with. It. He's seen it. He's, he's seen it. Not doesn't want to buy it because of Lego Dimensions. But. Yeah, yeah. He's he's so into Lego that he's got yeah. to do Lego Dimensions. Yep. But it's uh <laughs> for those who aren't familiar, Disney Infinity is kind of like that Skylanders craze, the uh the Lego Dimensions mm. craze um kind of thing where like it's what what's called toys to life. So like you buy these toys and then you put them on a pedestal that's connected to your Xbox yes. or whatever yes. and then they are in the game. The characters are in the game and you get to run around mm-hmm. with them. As those characters. So I I haven't played any of the games. I haven't played Skylanders or anything, uh, not Lego Dimensions or any of them. But the Disney Infinity games have been canceled. So Disney said we're not we're not making the games anymore. We're shutting down that whole division. So they like you know put a hundred people out of work or whatever. Yeah. And they, like we're not those games are done. But all these figures they they made millions of these figures. And so um, and the figures are cool. Like yeah, they they, cool. they look legitimately cool. I have a bunch of them on my desk. I've I've collected like four of them now. And there's like you know, 50 or 60 Avengers they've done all the Disney properties. Um, but what's cool about them now is that like originally these things were like 13, 15, 16 bucks to buy individually. Um, check your local Walmart. I did yesterday. Uh, Walmart, the Walmart here in Republic in our, in our town where we live was selling for $5, wow. like four ninety five or something like that. And they're like legitimately cool. Um, mm-hmm. they come on a pedestal, so they're not like an action figure with like, yeah. you know, posable dis- arms and legs. That's something you but display would be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. And they're, they're really good looking. Like they're kind of a cartoony looking. The one I picked up yesterday was, uh, Yoda mm-hmm. and he's got like a lightsaber in one hand kind of back behind his head. And then his, his, uh, 
uh, closest arm to you is like put like doing like a force push out, mm-hmm. and it looks really cool. And I picked it up for five bucks. So that's awesome. That's what I'm into is I like I kind of now that they're really cheap, like they're 60, 70 percent off. They're just fire sailing them just to get them out there, just to get them Weird. get rid of them. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like I kind of want to start collecting these things. So you might if they get rid of them like that, maybe that's the big hot thing you can pick up. Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome, man. What are you into these days? I am into um, on Amazon. Um, Man in the High Castle has come back. Oh, season two, right? Season two. Season one was a little convoluted at times. Um, wrapped up okay, but season two, so far what I've seen of it, it's okay. Um, that and um, I broke out an old uh, NCAA football PlayStation 3 game the other day, and I'm firing that baby back up. So I've, yeah. I've been playing that. And then beyond that, I just really am trying to get through school um, and get to uh, some time off. Yeah, that's coming up for us. I need some time off. By the time this airs, we'll we'll be in the thick of it. Absolutely. Um, in that NCAA... I'm also looking forward to um, Comic-Con season coming up, too. Oh, yeah. That's coming up soon. It is coming up soon. So... We gotta start making plans. We're making plans. Uh, we will probably be giving away some DVDs. I still have some that yes. we can give away as, yes. as prizes. Yes. So if you see us at the yes. cons, I also have a standing uh, um, agreement with Jared. We have some video stuff to put put out on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Because as of right now, it's just um, uh, my son's uh, Lego creation. <laughs> just because I wanted to get a video on there, and then we'll um, we've got some videos to add to that. Lots more content over, over the break. So be looking for that on the YouTube channel. HMP is ramping it's up a, its content. It's a work in progress. Everything we do is a work in progress, and it's uh, that's just because you know we have lives, and we're not professional podcasters officially yet. No, I haven't quit my job yet to do this. No, maybe I should. Maybe you should just I, abandon everything. I bet my wife would not allow that. <laughs> no, she she'll wouldn't. do. She'd hate you. Well, I mean, we would just be poor. So yeah, she would be the the main uh, bacon bringer homer. Bringer homer. She's the <laughs> <laughs> bring home the bacon. Mm, bacon. I like bacon. <laughs> There's a way. If is it too late for me to go somewhere and get bacon? Because so in that one question about NCAA and then. We wrap up or whatever. It's an old game. Here. They stopped making those games in 2014. So this one's a this I get the one I found was a 2010. So who's this is college football, correct? Who's who's a, a player that's in that college football game that's now big in the NFL? The issue with those is that, and that's where they that's why they stopped making those mm. is because they can't use likenesses. But the likenesses they kind of used on some of those games are enough to be, you know, problematic. Yeah. So, but like, there are names in I mean, that game. Tebow plays okay. for Florida. Okay, in that game. Okay, um, but he's number fifteen and he's six foot three and he's two hundred and forty pounds. But he's not Tim Tebow. Yeah, but he's Tim Tebow. Right. And so the issue was, oh, so lot. they can't use their names or anything. No, they're because they're amateur athletes. Oh, I didn't know that. And so that's where the college thing got real fuzzy. And so they've they've just stopped making those games now. Wow. And so with that said, you talk about collecting things. The two thousand fourteen game. Is the last one. It's still literally. I went to GameStop the other day just to say I'd like to have that last one. They're asking thirty dollars for a used copy of it. Yeah, those games are almost worthless now. No, I'm saying thirty dollars for a 2014 game. 
Are you saying that's high or low? That's very high. Because that's what I was just saying. Because the 2013 game literally was eight dollars. Well, I know they should all be eight dollars at this point. Oh, well, we read for this one. Um, I also saw the 2010 game that I have uh, that I found because I have the 2013 game. I can't find it anywhere though, and that's probably in storage um, from when we moved. But the 2010 game that I have, ninety nine cents. Yeah. So, so it's like the, those games are worthless a year after they've right. been out. And and PlayStation Three, what they've done with all that stuff for all games is if they make another version of a game, like any of the sports games, Madden or NCAA was that way, NBA Live was that way. They take the same engine and they just put new the the new players in it. Yeah, and it's the same game basically. WWE does that for for their games. Uh, PlayStation now PlayStation Four and Xbox One. You get a different version of it, but Xbox 360 at the end, that's what they were doing on theirs too. So, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, man. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone we're, that's listening. We're, we're already after that, I guess, when this airs. Though. No, no, this will be. Uh, wait, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're so, right. Yeah, this no. will be uh, the 30th that this airs. Or the so. 27th. I think it's the 27th. Yeah, 27th was the last episode, and then this episode is the 30th. Oh, gotcha. So, yep. Yeah, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. A big year in store for the podcast. So the next time you'll hear from us, it'll be 2017. Wow. We're in the future. All the dreams will come true. All your dreams come true in 2017. It's a big year. It's a big year for both of us. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Live long and prosper. I want to thank Dave Plemons for coming on. I want to thank our live studio audience today of, uh, Evan Plemons for coming on and uh, enduring the uh, awesomeness that was Star Wars holiday special. And Phil, thanks for coming on, man. You're always here. Yeah, it was fun. This is where you sleep, I think. So in the studio. And um, yeah, totally, man. All right. Peace out. And um, I'm just so glad to be here on Life Day with all of you. You're all such a big part of my life. Thanks, Harrison Ford. Um, remember guys you know where to find us online um, check us out tell a friend I'd love for you to just tell a friend it's fun we have a good time here uh, if you want to be a guest shout us out on horror movie phone 417-319-4677 let me know or contact me online and we can talk about um, you coming on what movie do you want to talk about if you Want to call us in? Just be on the show. You can also just call 417-319-4677. And you know what? That gets you. I can put you on. Just leave a message. Tell us about a horror movie. All right. See you soon. Play us out. And see ya.